Good evening. Today we're learning Maseches Ksubos Daf Pehei and Daf Pehvav Medalith. We are starting about 10 lines down on Pehei Medalith, continuing in our discussions um, as we started yesterday. The Gemara starts 10 lines down. Avimi, he owed money to someone in Bechozai. Bechozai was another city. So what did he do? He sent money with his friend, Chama, who was the son of Rabba Baravua. Azal, he went to Bechozai. Chama went to Bechozai, Parinhu, and he paid the people who had lent money. Amar lahu havulishtara. He said to them, "Listen, I just paid you. Can you please give me an invoice marked paid, so that you can't collect from me again?" So Amrulay they said, "No, sitroi ninhu. This wasn't the primary star. There was actually a sitroi. There was a, a an ancillary uh, deal that was made with no star, and that's the money that you just paid me." That's the like Gemara says that there must have been two transactions, one with a star and one without. So then he went home empty-handed. He gave over all the money. Let's say he had to pay a couple hundred dollars, a couple thousand dollars. <coughs> he came back to uh, to Avimi and uh, Chama says to him, I paid, but they said that you had another deal with him. So also the Kamed Rebbe Was there this case scenario where in fact, um, there were witnesses that you actually uh, were paid in the first place, that you got money or that you paid him back for the other loan? Amar Leilo, he says, no, there was no, there were no witnesses for that. So Amar he says back to him, you have a big problem. <laughs> because they easily could have said, we never had any transactions with you. They can also argue that there was actually a second deal there. There's a migu that they can utilize. In short, let's review the story. Uh, one person sends his friend down to pay. Uh, to pay the lenders. And the lender says, thanks for paying me, but this isn't for the contract with the star. It's for the verbal contract that we had on the side. You wouldn't know about it. And he takes the cash and comes back without a star. So now the Gemara wants to know, what is the halachic burden on the messenger? The messenger, Chama in this case, went down to Bechozai and he went down with a bag of cash and he came back empty-handed with no star. We don't know what happened to the money that Chama had. Chama said he gave it to the people who he was supposedly supposed to pay back, but there's no paperwork to show. So what is the burden on that person, on the shaliach? That's what the Gemara wants to know now, a third of the way down. A third of the way down. <laughs> In regards to whether or not the shaliach should pay for what happened, what is the deal? So Amar Ravashi says, Chazin, and it depends. <laughs> if in fact, what was told to him by the messenger was shkol shtara the habzuza first get a star and then pay okay then he's guilty mishalim but if he said habzuza first give over the zuz and then afterwards shkol shtara then he didn't do anything wrong then lo mishalim and the gemara rejects ravashi and says velohi that's not correct bein kachu bein kach mishalim seems to be that this shaliach will be held accountable for for his messengership because he did a poor job damar le litkune shedarticha I sent you to fix a problem below la avasi and not to make things more difficult for me. And that's how the Gemara, yes, thank you. That is how the Gemara seems to conclude. Can't use these on Yom Kippur. We have a bit of a problem here. To use a cough drop on Yom Kippur? Wow. 
<laughs> it's amazing that you've learned a thousand plot of shots. Amazing. 999. Yeah. Hashem should bless you. Yeah. Yeah, you got a bracha today. So the Gemara actually concludes that, and this is very strange. It's not strange. I guess I understand it, but there's this kind of paradox of being a shaliach where you can easily be on the hook simply because of a technical thing that came up. You went down there to go be a messenger to pay back someone. He gave you $1,000 in cash. Phil, go pay this guy. I go down there and I come back. I say, I paid him. He says, where's the paperwork? I said, no paperwork. He said, forget it. Yeah, I'm, yeah, I'm not, that's, not, that's not on me. That's on you. And the Gemara concludes this way. And it seems that it's quoted in the Rambam this way as well. If you look in the sources here, it seems to be this way in Hilchos Shluchin, which is a section of the Rambam. And that seems to be the case. So if you are ever asked to be a messenger for money, get all of the rules clear. Because otherwise, you could be on the hook in Bezdin uh, for the money that you were supposed to deliver if you don't come back with the paperwork. I guess your boss could also quote this, always get receipts. In the OU, if I don't give a receipt, they are not giving me a reimbursement. So I always have to come up with a receipt. Have I ever created an invoice on my own? Yes, I have. Absolutely. 100%. You know you're being recorded. I'm being recorded. Hello, Rabbi Howard. It's good to see you. Yeah. No, I mean, it's always, there's always a paper trail. We go back to the credit cards that are, what? It's under duress. It's under duress. I know. David is threatening me. Oh, it's an OU computer. That's actually very true. It is an OU computer. How do you know that? Okay. Very good. Says the Gemara, the two dots, third of the way down. Hahi itza, there was a woman, Davu Mifkidi Gaba, where someone had entrusted to her Meluga Dishtare. Don't get confused by the language of Melug from Nichse Melug, it's not. Melug means a collection of Shtaros. So there was a guy, she was like a, she was a safety deposit box. She, she was a banker. She had these lock boxes in her house. Somebody said, hey, can you please hold on to these 15 Shtaros for me? And she said, sure, no problem. And then the guy died. Asu <coughs> Yorshim. And Katavi Lemina. So the Yorshim knock on the door. They say, Hi, uh, we're the descendants of so and so. We know that he left some of his shtaros in your house. We're here to get those shtaros so that we can get money that's due to us because those shtaros uh, we're able to use to collect. So what happened? Amra, she says, Amra Lahu, she says to the family members, Mechaim Tfisna Lahu. I actually took some of those shtaros for myself because he owed me money as well. So I'm holding some of those shtaros and I took them while he was alive. And then the Yorsham were stuck because they didn't know what the din was. We know, and we've already learned in the previous plot, that if someone is toface as a balchov mechayim, when the, when the person who owes the money is alive, that's, uh, that's good. That's good for them. And the Yorsham also should have rights. So they were stuck. They went to go ask a Shiloh. So us, the Kamin de Rab Nachman, halfway down. Omar Lay, Islach Sade de Tivauha Minich. Are there witnesses where you went to go try and get paid from him, but he wouldn't pay you while he was still alive? Amra lay lo. She said no. In Cain, the Rav says back to her. In Cain, have a tfisa de la achar misa. Utfisa de la achar misa lo Sorry, no witnesses, no nest cameras, nothing. You're done. There are no witnesses to say that you actually tried to claim money. All of a sudden, when the Yorshim show up, you're like, ah, uh, I mean, I mean, I grabbed them when he was alive. You looked like a liar. And because you can't substantiate your claim, you lose. And that means all of those shtaros go back to the Yorshim and the woman who was the gatekeeper, she loses out. So is the star always on whoever holds it? Or is it Dafka, Phil Parrish, Lent, Alan Weissman, the money? Or it's, you know, you gave it to David Merzel and now it's David Merzel. I'm lost in your muscle. So. Yeah, Alan Weissman confused me too. I don't know who Alan is. The text Weissman. 
in this in this example, let's say that I'm the person who owns ten shtaros. Right. I am owed money by Chaim, and I'm owed money by Yaakov, and I'm owed money by Asher, and I take all of those and I put them in Chana's house. So Chana says, "I'm just holding them." The Yorshim knock on the door, and then she says, "Actually, I'm." She says, "I'm going to go collect from Chaim and Asher and Yaakov." Well, that's what I'm saying. So the contract is between, let's say, between me and, and third parties, right? And okay. she's just the gate. She just has the safety deposit box, right? But then, can you use that? Who's the you? Phil. Yeah. Because you're the you're the lender. I'm the lender. Situation. Yeah. Okay. Can you use that asset to pay something else? You can, but in this case, the lender died. So that's why the Yorshim showed up. Of course you can. If it's a, you know, we'll see in a minute. You're allowed to sell. You're allowed to sell that star as a collectible. So it's whoever owns that, whoever holds that star. Whoever holds the star, correct? It's it's it's, it's an IOU. It's like cash in hand. In theory, it's cash in hand. In theory. Okay. Next, there was a woman, and she had to make a shvua to say that she didn't owe somebody money in the Bezdin of Rava. Amr Alei Bas Rav Chizda. Bas Rav Chizda, the daughter of Rav Chizda, married Rava. So Rava was the Dayan. Rava must have been talking over a Thursday night challenge with his wife. And they were talking. And she said, Yadana ba dechashuda ashvua. The woman who is making a shvua in Bezdin, don't make her make a shvua. I know she's a dishonest person. So Rava's wife says to Rava, the Baldin in your Bezdin, Chana, whatever her name is, she is not trustworthy. She lies through her teeth. So what did Rava do as a response? He took the, the, the comment of his wife and he embraced it and said, Instead of saying that this woman needs to make a Shvua, that she doesn't owe money, we make the other person make a Shvua that Chana does owe money. We flip the shvua to the other person because this woman was not trustworthy based on the testimony of Rav Chizda's daughter, who was Rav's wife. And then Zimnin, a time later, another story happened, and this uh, this case gets thrown back in the face. Says the Gemara, Habu Yasve, Kamei Rav Papa, the Rav Adabar Masna. Rav Papa and Rav Adabar Masna were sitting in front of Rav in Bezdin. I saw Hushtar Agabe. And this star shows up in Bezdin. Amar le Rav Papa. Rav Papa looks at the star and says, Yodana be the star of Priyahu. I know that this star is already paid. I, I witnessed it, whatever the case may be. What is Rava, who's the head diet? He's the Roshab Bezdin. What does he say back to Rav Papa? Amar le, Ika inish achrina bahade demar. Was there somebody else with you so that we have the testimony of two and not the testimony of one? Amar le lo. He says, no. Rapapa says it was just me, but I'm telling you, I know that it's a star priyahu. I know that it's already paid. So Amalei Rava says, even though you, Rav Papa, my master, even though you are considered one aid, still lav klumhu because you're not two aidim. So then Rav Papa gets a little, uh, oh, well, not Rav Papa, the other person uh, gets a little snarky. Amalei Rav Adabar Masna, below Yehei Rav Papa, Kibas of Chizda. Don't you remember two minutes ago? When you told us the story, Rabbi, that your wife, she told you that this woman wasn't a Bas Shavua, all of a sudden you believe her and you change the Shavua because she's one aid. But when Rav Papa comes along to say, no, 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 I know this is a star Priya, you don't trust him, you need to aid him? That's a great question. What is the Ne'emanus of one person 
to throw a wrench into the Besdin system. The cases don't, but there's not the same case, right? Not the same cases, but the Gemara doesn't care well, about he that. he did was flip things around. He didn't leave her for anything. He just took her concerns. Is that what you're going to ask? Right. He took her concerns and flipped, but he still required a show up. It's like one, one, he's, one, he's testifying that he knows about <laughs> The other one is the wife is telling him she's not going to be honest. It's not, so he, it's not he apple to apple. So in the shvu, this is this is not your question is not raised by the gemara. Your question is not raised by the gemara. But let's talk out the distinction. In the case of of Basra Chizda, she raised a concern. She said that woman is not trustworthy. Her shvu is garbage. So what did how did Rava respond? He said, "My wife might be right, and my wife might not be right." But to keep everybody safe and to not set up this woman to make a shvua that's a total sheker, I'm going to make the other person make a shvua. What happened in the other case? In the other case, Rav Papa says, I know that this star is already paid. Which is Avis. Which is One's Avis and one is Kirsten. I don't know what they're exactly what it is. I don't know what's in charge. Fancy, it's a fancy way, right? Right. Well, what it is. The the Gemara doesn't agree with either of you, and I'll and let's learn the answer. Obviously, the Gemara doesn't agree with you because otherwise it would have been. Yeah, <laughs> but let let's see the Gemara's answer because I think we can extract a, a gem here. The Gemara says, uh, the Gemara says two thirds of the way down. Basra of Chizda says Rava. Basra of Chizda, Kimli Begava. My wife, my the daughter of Chizda, my wife, Kimli Begava. I hold of her. However, Mar lo Kimli Begave. But when it comes to Rapap, I don't hold of him. Now, what it, what it, what he really meant here was the level of ne'emanus. Like there are some people who are so trustworthy that they'll never, not one word will come out of their mouth that isn't emes. There are people like that. Chaim Kanievsky, that's how he used to write about this in his svarim. He said, emes is your measuring stick. If you never lie, you'll never do averas because someone's going to say to you, did you do an avera? But if you're always filled with emes, you'll never do an avera because you're going to have to answer that question. Did you speak Lashon this week? Your kids, you're going to come home. The kids are going to say to you, did you say something not nice on the phone? Uh, or I saw you text something that you shouldn't have texted. Or you told me that you weren't using your phone when I saw it in front of your Gemara. Cute, right? The kids pick up. So here, that's what the Gemara says, is that he trusts his wife completely. But Rav Papa, uh, a, little, a little cold. A little cold. Shver. It's Shver if it's Edus. It's Shver if it's Edus. Unless what's happening here is this is not Edus. This is like a Gilui Milsa, which is, we've had that language in Shas before. So here, this is where we would need Rishonim to understand the case. This is like a great example where we would have to stop and get Rashi, Tosfos, the Ritva, the Rashba, the Rush, and really just dig into understanding. I do. I don't know why, I don't know why you have no plans. I got to go to bed soon. This is late. We got Marv in 34 minutes and I, uh, all right, let's go. So that's what the Gemara says. But then Rapapa picks up on the line of reasoning and he says as follows, Omar Rapapa, well, look at this. Now that we know that this idea of keenly bigava, that I really trust you, that that's valid in regards to introducing concerns in a Bezdin, that's Kigon Abba Marbari, Kimli Begave, that uh, Abba Marbury, he says about him, Karana Shtara Apume. I would tear up a star just based on his own words. Because Kimli Begave says the Gemara, really? Karana Salkadaita? 
<laughs> really tear up a star in Bezdin? So says the Gemara, no. Ella mirana stara apume. Mirana, we can make a star bad. Or as we would say in the learning world, you can generate a reusa. You can generate a, a concern, a significant concern. This also gives us back to the, to the previous parts of the sugya. What we're doing is raising concerns here. This really isn't edus. We're not getting proper edus. We're saying, wait a minute, something's awry here. Something's not right. And do we trust her? Her we trust because kimli begava. Rav Papa, lo kimli begave. Him, I'm a little bit hesitant. Abba Bar Mari, I trust him too. Not enough to tear up a star, but enough to register his concern. So we have to make this distinction between edus and reusa, edus and bringing bringing a concern. Okay, <clears throat> but yeah, I think you're. I like your question more than I like my answer because I. I, I think the answer shows that we have a misunderstanding. We one hundred percent. That's oh, that's what I was saying before. Is that okay. the Gemara is revealing that there's that we're not talking about edus. Is what it sounds like. It sounds like. No, it's not that. I think that is the answer. It can't be. It can't be Avis because otherwise the Gemara doesn't flow. It doesn't work. Correct. 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 Unless it's Eid Echad, but then it's Eid Echad only if I believe you. <laughs> That's not so Pasha. That's not how Avis works. Avis works if you're a Tzaddik. Like if you're not a Russia, then you can be an Aid. So as long as. Not trusting the wife, not trusting the brother. Not trusting the Papa. I think Chad, if she's on an. Obviously, trusting the Papa. She's Either that, or he he no, knows every he knows every inflection of her voice. Like he knows he knows everything. Yeah, it's a compliment to her. It's not it's not a denigration of him. I agree to that as well. I felt the same way when I first learned this. Four lines before the white lines. Another story. This woman had to make a shua in a bezdin, and uh, it was in the bezdin of Rabbi Barabai. Amar lehu. Amar lehu hahu baldin, the person who was forcing her to make a shua, the guy who thought that she owed money, he said, Tesi visishtaba bimata, let her come back to my hometown, extradition, let her come back to my hometown to make the shua. Efshar de Mixifa may be there because she knows the, the Diana, she'll be a little embarrassed to Modia and she'll actually admit to her crime. He was really sure and confident about, about his side of the claim. So says the Gemara, Amra Lahu, she said to the Bezdin in this current city where she is right now, listen, I'm going to make that Shua, but do me a favor, Kisuli Zachvasa, I want you to write me uh, that I have been cleared of all wrongdoing, please. Write it for me now, even though it hasn't happened yet, because then once it's going to be the case that I make this Shavuah, and I will when I go back to my hometown, because I think I'm right, Yavali, then I'll be able to be uh, scot-free. You're allowed to write a star now that she's innocent, even though she hasn't made the shvua yet. So we have Bezdin number one in location A. We have Bezdin number one. In Bezdin number one, she says, uh, just write me the star that I'm innocent and, and it won't be employed until I make my shvua in Bezdin number two. No. The Gemara is bothered by this. Just, uh, yeah. Yeah, what you're feeling is what everybody, that's uh, that's correct. So Amar Rav Papi, Rav Papi says, Mishum de mulyasa. Because you come from a place of hunchbacks, you speak like a hunchback. You all of a sudden just get to make a claim that this, that you get to write a star that says, this is what you're saying, said, uh, you get to write a star that says she's innocent. She hasn't made her shvua yet. Now this word hunchback is literal, but it actually isn't referring to the fact that this person's a hunchback. It's referring to the fact that um, he is from the family of Ailey. 
It's a reference to this curse that existed in the family of Eli. And Abaye was from the family of Eli. And all the men of Eli until a certain point in history died at a very young age. So it was just a catchphrase that was being used here. Just because you're going to die young means you get to say whatever you want. <laughs> just uh, you get, That's not how this works. You can't write a star that says that she's innocent until she makes that shvua. That's what the Gemara is concerned with. Says the Gemara, after all, Ha'amarava, don't we have another source that's similar to this? Hi, uh, Ashrisa Dedaina, there was a Bezin that was verifying documents, and Demichtava, and they wrote it, and no one had verified the signatures yet. What's the status right now of that document? Psula. Even though all the information is 100% correct, but it's not verified yet. Alma, what do we see? It looks like a lie because we haven't verified the signatures yet. It's kind of like getting a notary to sign something. Until it's signed, it's not really relevant. Hachanami in our case too. How can you write a star, Rabbi Barabaye? How can you write a star now that says she's all innocent? She hasn't even gone to the second bezin yet to make her shvua. Hachanami, mechzekeshikra. Looks like you're lying. Says the Gemara, don't worry, Valesa. Really, this isn't a concern. Why not? Midi Rav Nachman. What does Rav Nachman say? Five lines from the bottom. Dumb Rav Nachman. Omer Hayar Rav Meir. Ashba If you find a get in the garbage, and it has all of the right names in it, your Hebrew name, Ben, your father's Hebrew name, your wife's Hebrew name, perfectly. Lemishpachas, perfect. All the dates are right. All the cities are right. Perfect get. The sofer was just practicing, and he threw it in the garbage when he was done. Never used. So Reb Mayer says, you can pick that up, go over to your wife and say, Shalom, take care. Here's your ksuba, goodbye. That's a kosher get. Now, um, says the Gemara, even according to the Rabbanan who disagree with Reb Mayer, they only argue, the only get that they're actually concerned about is gite nashim, not a get shichror, not any other kind of, of uh, get creases, just by women, because by women, we'll learn about this in Masechah's Gittin in, in tremendous depth, that a get has to be written lishma. If there are two couples that have the same exact de details, so then one get doesn't work for either couple, it has to be written lishma for a couple X. Even if they have all the same names, it doesn't matter. The get has to be written lishma. Fine. But Lamaisa Val Bishar Staro says the Gemara, Module, even the Chachamim would agree to Rav Meir that that is actually considered a valid star. Let's add in one more Maribako. Da'ama Ravasi, two lines from the bottom, Amar Rav Yochanan, Star She Lova Bo Upero, a star that was used for a loan and it was paid. You cannot, again, use the same document. You're not allowed to use the same document again because the lien that was on that document is now dissolved. And the Gemara makes a deal. The reason why that document can't be used is because the Shibu, the lien that was created by that document is no longer present. Aval, as we turn to the top of Pehem and Beis, we're not actually worried about the and therefore, in conclusion, the Gemara allows Rabbi Barabaye to write this document in advance of her making a shvu on Bezdin number two to say, yes, she's really innocent. It's not really Kishikra because uh, it's, uh, it's in the works. We do this with Aksuba all the time. We pre-write Aksuba, we pre-sign Aksuba. There was no Kedushin yet. We, everything is under the chuppah by us. So we don't, it's all, it's all a Sheker. It's all Mechse Kishikra. It's fine. It's fine. We allow it. We allow the star to be predated. What? In this instance, alive. Tremendous reason for it to lie. 
No, but the bezin, I, I believe, I, I hear your question, and I, I thought of it when, when I was trying to figure this out. I, I believe that in this star, it says that she made a shvua in bezin number two. I believe so. I think it has to be that way. I think it has to be that way. Let me just make sure about that, but I'm pretty sure that that's the case. I don't know. It was the only way it made sense to me, <laughs> but I, I, yeah. Okay. Top of Peham and Beis. Oh, we really don't have a lot of time. Let's, uh, let's move a little quicker here. There was a man who uh, put into a storage box, seven pearls that were wrapped up in a silk garment, very specific functions, very specific details, excuse me. And where were they left? In Bay Rebbe Mesha Barbare, the grandson of the Rebbe Shuvan Levi. So early on, we'll write. Shachi Rav Mesha Vlopakit. Rav Mesha died and he left no instructions about what to do with this. Asu the Kamid Ravami, they went over to Ravami. Amar Lay, because his Yorshim came to say that this must be uh, this must be somebody, somebody else's. It belongs to some guy. It doesn't belong to Rav Mesha. Amar Lechada, the Adana Baby Rav Mesha, Barbara of Yeshua Ben Levi, the Lo Amid. This guy had no money. He was uh, completely destitute. So there's no way that he owned these seven pearls. He would have sold them many times over to pay for food. The Odin, furthermore, Hakoyev Simona. The guy who came over said, I know that my father left seven pearls. They were wrapped up. He gave very specific details. Now, when do we use this logic? Only if the person who left the pearls there was not a regular in that house. Had he been a regular, a person who regularly goes there and he spends time there, maybe somebody else left it and he just he saw it with his own two eyes and he was lying. So if you're a regular, you can't make this claim. You have to be a non-regular to make this claim. Logically speaking, it's very believable. Like, let's say you're only there once a year. And then after the person dies, his kids come and be like, I know my father isn't a regular here, but he actually did leave something here with all the details. Logically, we would feel pretty comfortable about that. And a similar story. He left a cup of silver in the home of Chasa. And Shachiv Chasa, Chasa then died below Pakid. We didn't know what to do with this cup. And then some of the Yorshim showed up. Also the Kamid Rav Nachman and Amar Lahu Rav Nachman said, Yadana Bebe Chasa de Lo Amid. We know that Chasa was also very poor. <coughs> A common theme among the <laughs> among some of the greats, although there were some who were wealthy. We know that uh, Rebbe was wealthy and Rebbe Eliezer was wealthy. There were some. Anyways, we know he's not wealthy. The Ode, Hakayoyev Simana, we know the family said, it says uh, the person's Hebrew name is etched into the silver, whatever the case may be. And then the same qualification as the previous case. Velo Amran, when do we employ this logic? Only if the person is not a regular visitor there. If the person was a regular in the house where the cup was entrusted, so then in that case, we're concerned that he just may be seeing everything all the time. Oh, I see this guy coming with a silver cup. Let me keep it in my notebook for when he dies, because then I can just say that it's mine. Next, another similar case. This person entrusted some type of silk garment. Silk was considered particularly expensive. Now we can buy silk ties, uh, seven bucks a pop. It suits 2020. They're not, they're nothing to buy silk. They're very inexpensive. And where was this entrusted? Bey Ravdimi Achvad Rav Safra. In the house of Ravdimi, he was the brother of Rav Safra. Shachi Ravdimi Velopakid. Ravdimi died and left no instructions about what to do with this silk garment. Asa Lakamid Rabbi Abba. 
What did Rabbi Abba say? We know that he had no money. Identical case. The family showed up and they said it's a paisley pattern. It's blue and it's yellow. Fine. And when do we employ this logic? Only only if the person isn't a regular. But if the person was a regular, then we may not trust him because maybe somebody else was the one who left it there. And really, this person just saw it. Another case, a person is on their deathbed. They say, I'd like to give all of my proceeds to a person named Tuvia with no family name, no details, no two dad zahud, nothing. Shachib, the guy dies. Asa Tuvia, this random guy named Tuvia walks up and says, hi, I'm Tuvia. Can I please have all the proceeds? Yes, absolutely. The first Tuvia who shows up, he gets it. That's an unbelievable thing, but that's what it is. What if Amar Tuvia v'asar Rav Tuvia? The guy who's about to die says only someone named Tuvia. The person who shows up is a Rav. His name is Rav Tuvia. So says the Gemara, Latuvia Amar, the Rav Tuvia lo Amar. The person who gets it is Tuvia. And says the Gemara, If it's a person that he really likes, in other words, someone that they call on a first name basis, um, then Hagispe, and then that's considered appropriate. And we would call him, even the Rav Tuvia would be considered Tuvia, and then he would be able to collect the assets as well. It's a scenario where he specified where the money is going to. He has his halachic obligations. The Gemara is now going to debate uh, what you were just asked. Very good. The Gemara is going to ask that. Asushne Tuvia. Let's say that there were two people whose names were Tuvia. One was a Shachain and one was a Talmud Chacham. Shachain and Talmud Chacham, if those are your two options. So you got two, two guys knocking on the door. Hello, my name is Tuvia. No, 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 my name is Tuvia. One of them is a neighbor and one of them is a Talmud Chacham. The Gemara says Talmud Chacham Kodem. We presume that the mace uh, would want the money to go to the, to the Talmud Chacham. What about Stan's question? Karov Talmud Chacham. Let's say that you have a relative and a Talmud Chacham. That's an easy one. Talmud Chacham Kodem. What about the following? What if you have a neighbor whose name is Tuvia and the first cousin that Stan was referring to, his name is also Tuvia? Who do we give to? Toshma. The Brisa writes, A close neighbor is better than a distant brother. Not something that you'd want to tell your brother. But... Uh, what? Are you joking? Get out of here. On the brown one? Uh, the white one? The white one? <laughs> <laughs> Toshach and Karameach Rachok? What's his brother going to say? A <laughs> <laughs> big family machlokas right now. Oh, we're we're poking the beehive today. Yeah. Wow. Okay. What about Shnehem Krovim, Vishnehem Shchenim, Vishnehem Chachamim? What if uh, they, they had identical profiles? They're both neighbors, they're both cousins, they're both whatevers. Then Shuda Dedaini, uh, a phrase that we'll see now more and more frequently throughout Shas. Shuda Dedaini means it is the judgment of the judge. He gets to decide. It's more arbitrary. It's more based on the features of those cases than it will be based on a principle. Like in all the other cases, we had a principle. Tam and Chacham is greater than a Karu. This is no principle. They're the same. So then the judge has to say, well, this guy goes out to lunch six times a month with his cousin and only once a month with this cousin. So then we're going to give it to the guy for the six. He has to use his own judgment. 
I want to tell you something beautiful that your father used to say. When Shmuel used to say, So let's just get the case first. means, I have a star that upon which I can collect money and I sell it to you. This star is worth $1,000. I'll sell it to you for, eight, for 80 cents on the dollar. Here, that's uh, good money for you. Fine. That's the case. But once I sell it to you, so I'm giving it to you, but really the person who owes me money is over there. And then I say, machl. Then I say, machl. I don't, I, I don't, you don't need to pay me back anymore. So the halach is that that star just became ash. Totally zero. That's the case here. Let's read it again. So in the case of hamocher star chov lechaveru, I sell you a star that's collectible. I sell it to you. And then v'chazar machlo. But then I go back to the to the borrower and I say, you know what? You're a sweetheart of a guy. Don't worry about it. Halacha is that it's machal ba'afilu yoresh machal. A yoresh can do the same exact thing. So what does Shmuel say? Mode Shmuel b'machneses star chov lebaila. That somebody who brings in a star chov to her husband v'chazra u'machal u'machal to she'eno machal mipnei she'yado kiyada. That once she brings it into the marriage, she can no longer be mochal. She the star before she got married was exactly that. It was a star that was collectible. And she could have done mechila, but once she gets married, because he and she now are sharing this bank account, it's really not what the logic is. The logic is that her money is his money. So therefore, she can no longer be mochela. She no longer has the right because she's not the only party who matters. Now the husband matters also. There was a relative of Rav Nachman who sold her ksuva for a very small amount of money. That's what Rashi says, 10 lines from the bottom. Just a small amount of money. The ksuva was 200. She sold it for, for, for 20, whatever it was. And then, igrisha uh, And then uh, the woman got divorced. And then the woman died. And her daughter took over. And And then there were people who were collecting from that ksuba, from that money, they were trying to collect money from the daughter. They, the, her mother had owed money. So they said to her, Amar Lahu, they said, I don't understand. Amar Lahu Rav Nachman, Leka de Lisba Someone should give the daughter the following Eitza. Because we learned that a Yerusha, that a woman who's Yoreshes is able to dissolve alone, even a Yoresh can dissolve, can be mochel on her mother's ksuba. So therefore the Gemara says, Tezel, the daughter should go, the Tichla, and she should uh, be mocheles, the ksuvasa de ima, legabe avua. She should say, my father no longer owes my mother the ksuba. And then the father gets to keep the money. And then when the father dies, the daughter is Yoreshes, the money through the father's side. And then there's no one who can get any money from the mother's side. Brilliant move. So says the Gemara, Shama. What? Why is she Yoreshes? Betir mine. She's Yoresh from the father when he dies. Not me, no. Oh, no. So, so we're, that, that's the case here. Is that she, that, they were just creating a case where she could get the money in a circuitous way. Right, but she doesn't. She's not Yorish. She is in this case. How so? She must not have had brothers. I mean, the case that, that, that they're painting over here. I didn't look in the, in the Rishonim here, but that has to be the case. Let's see if Rashi says that. Doesn't say. It seemed assumed in the case. But she was able to be Yorish as the money through her father's side. She divorced, but then when she died, 
That's a difference. Yeah, that's a difference because she can't be mocheles the ksuba while her mother's still alive. Yeah, that would be a big difference. No, the case is different. What? The case is that she sold the ksuba. The ima shalzo machalaten shtarcho shavayalabala. Well, yeah. Saying, what are they trying to No, no, no. They oh yeah, of course the she mother had sold off the Cuba to these guys. And now they're coming looking for money. Let her just be Mokalis the whole thing. As the as the no. The Ima, the the her mothers just simply sold them a star She they they just she just owed them money. And then when the ksuba came into play and then she died, the ksuba was money. They're like, oh, she died. Let's go collect from her ksuba. Right. Great. And then the daughter said, no, 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 no. I was mochel on that. So my father doesn't have to pay my mother a ksuba. My father keeps the money. And then she became... The theory is that she'll get the money. The theory is she'll get the money through the father. So that's what she did. So Shama, she heard this idea in Aslan and Achilta. And she was mocheles, her father's ksuba to her mother. And therefore the father kept the money. And there was no money for these people to collect from for the mother. Fine. Amar Nachman, asino atzmenu ke orche hadayoni. He was kind of... Uh, the slap to the forehead move. He's like, this, uh, it's icky. It's not a good move. He was, he was unhappy with himself. Asks the Gemara, why is that? Why are, why are you upset that you made yourself into this uh, this legal, into this lawyer? What's the deal here? Meikara my sabar ul v'sof my sabar. So says the Gemara, meikara sabar ul v'sof chaloti salim. She's family. That's how the case opened. Two lines from the bottom. Kriv teter of Nachman. Nachman says she's family. Ul v'sof sabar adam chashav shani. But I'm a chashav brav. I'm a rav in the community. I, I live at a higher standard. There's no reason why I should be coming up with these sneaky, that doesn't pass the smell test. Is it mutter? It's mutter. It's mutter, but it doesn't pass the smell. Not for a Rav Nachman. Not, and he knows himself. You have to know where you are. You have to know if you're an Orthodox Jew, you're wearing a kippah, you're a Tamil Chacham. Doesn't matter. <laughs> doesn't matter how smart you are, how knowledgeable you are, you're automatically a Tamil. So he knows he's a Chashab Rav. He's a Rav of Bezdin. So he said it's pasnish for me to do such a thing. Um, what time is it? All right. <clears throat> Let's push to the next two dots here. Gufa, we had just learned this case of Amar Shmuel HaMochel Shtarchov L'Chaver V'Chazar Machla Machel V'Afilu Yoresh Mochel that we had said that uh, if I had a star and the star was collectible and I sell it to you that I can be Mochel behind the scenes. Amar Rav Huna Bered Rav Yoshua V'Ipikeachu if the person was a real Pikeach you who bought this collectible star for me if you were a smart guy Mekarkash Lezuze V'Kosav L'Shtar Yibishmei he would throw a couple of Zuz at me and rewrite the star without the other person's name in it so no Mechila could take place. A good move. He says, okay, 80 cents on the dollar. So 80 cents on the dollar for 200 zoos is 160. Let's throw out that star and you're just going to give me 160. Okay, are we good? And we just rewrite the star because then the mechila is irrelevant because it's a new star. Brilliant move. Amar Amemar. Man dedoin dina degarmi megabe be deme shtara me'alya. In a case where someone causes a loss, this is a very important idea in regards to in regards to Nazikin, there's this concept called Garmi, and Garmi is where you cause me loss. Through this move, there is now a case scenario where someone is going to lose money. So the Gemara says in the name of Amemar, if I cause you to not be able to collect money 
am I able to be punished? So says the Gemara, according to the one who holds of Garmi, who is doing Dina de Garmi, we hold that you're responsible for causing for someone to not be able to collect. Then, yes, Megabe Bey Dumei Shtar Alia, you have to pay the whole star. Man de lo Dina de Garmi, but someone who holds that the that me causing you to not be able to collect money really isn't a loss. It's just literally, literally the paper itself. It's nothing. It's just pennies. And Hava Uvdova Kafya Rafram the Ravashi, there was a case scenario, and Rafram and Ravashi, they they rallied around Ravashi. Rashi points out, and they all forced him, as Rashi says. Uh, with Raya's to hold Dina de Garmi, and because it was Garmi, because they were now of the opinion that if I cause you to not be able to collect it, I'm, you're therefore held accountable. Then they collected every penny of this very special beam, which was the case that they were dealing with. Okay, let's learn a little bit more and then we'll stop. If there's a person who owes money to two people, he has a ksuva for a wife, and he has people who he owes money to, regular Balchov, Isla Arabi Isla Zuze, and he has two different types of monies. One is land and one is Zuz. Le Balchov Le We pay off the Balchov with coins. And Le Isha Laba'ara. And the woman we pay back with property. Hai Kidine, Bahai Kidine, each person according to their own way. That's uh, the, the right way to pay them back. Let's say he only has one plot of land and it's only valued enough to pay back one of the two people. The halacha is, strangely, so he owes his wife money and he owes the balchov money. The halacha is that he pays the balchov. And my taima says the Gemara, and I don't understand this. More than a man wants to marry, a woman wants to marry. In other words, she's more willing to, seemingly what it seems from the Gemara, is she's more willing to forego that which she is already owed. Take a look at Rashi. Rashi's um, about 15 lines from the bottom. Picking up on a, on a question we raised earlier, that we had said that it's important for a woman to get paid her ksuba because of chen. That doesn't apply here. The Rashi adds in a couple of qualifications here. If her ksuba predates the balchov, then she gets the money. This is only a scenario when the star was written identically for both the Balchov and the woman on the same day. The day she got married is the day that he, uh, the day that he received a loan, and he had to pay back both of them. Only in that scenario does the Balchov come first. Otherwise, the Isha comes first. We okay. Just a little bit more. Says the Gemara, Amar le Rav Papa le Rav Chama. Vada, is it in fact true that you said the following in the name of Rava? That somebody who owes money to another person, and he has land, and the person who had lent the money comes and and uh, he, he says, I want the land. You can take the land. Do we say, do you, the, the lender, have to sell the land to get cash and pay him back with cash? Do you have to do, you have to do that? Says the Gemara, Amar Lo, you misunderstood. She says, fine, if I misunderstood, please explain it to me. 
to, please explain it to me. What actually happened? Omar Le, the case that you heard about that you misunderstood was a case of There was a person, some guy came over to me and said, Phil, you owe me money. And I said, uh, no, the money belongs to the guy, my neighbor, the guy. It's not mine. We're, we're in a business deal together. So says the Gemara, who asa shaloka hogan? He lied. He did something that wasn't right, and therefore lefichach asu bo shaloka hogan. He made, he made it difficult for him. <laughs> it was a slap on the wrist. <clears throat> that if you're going to play all these shenanigans, then we're going to make your life a little bit more difficult. That's not Yashar. And then they forced him to, in fact, cash out his property and then pay him out with cash. We'll stop right here at Amar Le Rav Kahana. We'll pick up on Shabbos after the two thirty mincha at approximately two fifty. Wishing you all a beautiful night.